Welcome to Technically Short. Hey guys, how's it going? So yeah, welcome back. I think this is episode six. I might be wrong. Um, or seven. <laughs> or Stay five. Tuned. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but like, um, but yeah. So as promised on Tuesday, um, we you guys got an interview where Sean interviewed me, and we got you got to get to know me a little bit more about a little bit more about my backstory and like who I am as a person. And so now this time, this this is probably going to be the only week like this for a while where we have two episodes. This episode we're going to, I'm going to be doing the, doing the exact same thing for Sean. I have some questions. I a few questions I prepared beforehand, but I also expect that it may go in. It can go in any direction. So I only have like four questions set up because I figured it couldn't go. And I, I, I like asking questions on the fly because that's what coaches do. But I think but the. <laughs> But uh, but all right. So just to start, um, if you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe. Go ahead and subscribe. Uh, give us a re- five star review if you yes su- do. Yeah, give us a five star review. No one stars. You got nothing nice to say. Don't say anything at all. Amen. And, <laughs> and the uh, but yeah, go ahead and uh, turn on notifications so you don't miss an episode. On it. And so and then on Spotify, I found this out recently. You can let us know what you think about the episode. Uh, so if you like this this type of episode, if you don't like this type of episode, let us know on Spotify if you listen on Spotify. But all right, so let's jump in. So, Sean, just to start off, just give a quick backstory about yourself. Like, who is Sean Edward Short? Okay, easy. Who is Sean Edward Short? Sean Edward Short is a guy who loves God, who chases after God who has a great purpose in life, which is to lead more people to God. And that's the quick backstory of Sean Short. Give give a little bit more. Oh, okay. Um, (laughs) Let's see. I grew up in Greensburg, Pennsylvania. I was born on Westmoreland Hospital. I went to Greensburg um, Middle School. I didn't really go to high school. Uh, High school, I went to Cedar Grove High School in Atlanta. Um, I moved to Atlanta when I was 14. Atlanta was like a true life Wakanda. It was a definitely a culture shock. Everything was different completely from Greensburg. Um, the education down there is not as great. Pennsylvania's top five. Atlanta's number 48 in education. So I was pretty easily getting A's. So going back to... You, yeah, you, you talked a lot about your faith in the beginning. And obviously we, we share the same faith. But whenever you're, you're talking about leading people to God, uh, for you, for you, for you specifically, because we're all called to do that in different ways, like, what does that mean for you specifically? For me, specifically, God has given me a calling on my life to be a pastor, and he's given me a, the gift of evangelism. So, like, I'm able to just go up and talk to random people without fear, without doubt, without shame. Because God has given me such a gift where I can just talk to anybody and just be completely open with them about Jesus Christ. And like we could be playing yeah. video games, we could be playing basketball or football or whatever else, and I'm easily able to tell them about Jesus during whatever we're doing. It's good, it's good. So I think that's really good. I want to move on to the next question real quick and We'll probably tie what you just talked about back into it, but let's uh, move into the next question. Um, so I have written here, 
now, like from living with you for over a year, I know something that I would say that you value highly, but what would you say is one thing that you highly value and why? Um, I think the highest thing I value is keeping my eyes on Jesus. And that is because like when you have your eyes on Jesus, your focus is on Jesus, your heart stays on Jesus, your actions stay on Jesus. The moment you take your eyes you're off of Jesus, then your values drop. Your 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 situations change and everything goes more negative. And it happens when you just like lose focus. So like the most thing I would value is a close relationship with God. And then the second thing would be like community. Mm-hmm. Community is big. Thomas is my brother. Um Amplified Church is my family. Um spiritual family. They are been amazing to me. And, like, I have grown so much because of them. Because in other environments, I didn't grow as well. And that's just being honest. Yeah, I think I've also noticed, like, the one thing, you are you kind of touched on it. The one thing I was mentioning uh, that I would say you highly value, which I've, I feel like I've learned from living with you for so long, and I think a lot of other people will no- notice it too, is it's not just specifically community that at least I see that you value. It's the time that you spend with them and how, and how you spend that and how you intentionally spend that time. And like, because they, we've had conversations about like you liking uh, how much, um, you like going out to eat with people and how much that, um, how much joy you get out of that because it's community, even if it's not with people of, of faith, right? It's, it's a, it's a community with with this community with others that you're friends with and like what's that mean to you um to me i feel like community is so big and um reason why i have like have to eat with somebody and fellowship with them is because you get to see them in like a pure sense like there's no sugar code you get a quality time spending with somebody when you're eating with that person because when you're eating with that person you're laughing you're joking you're you're talking about situations sometimes it even gets deep over dinner so or or lunch or breakfast or wherever you're eating at like i feel like you get some honest moments that you normally wouldn't be able to and because the, the way of scheduling and everybody's always busy where i'm working or you're working or people are working so sometimes the only time you have a time to actually just hang with your friends is just eating so that's why it's so important to just eat with your friends, eat with your community, eat with your um, family. It's just important so you can have great um, quality time. Yeah. Also, you just really like to eat. Yeah, I do. I love to eat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Wait. I do love to eat. Wait. I don't know what I was going to I had something in my mind. I can't remember exactly what I was going to say. It was just going to be about you eating a lot of food. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, um... This, this kind of ties in, and it wasn't even planned. Like, this question kind of ties in, and I think this this is something we've talked about a lot, and I wanted to bring it up on the podcast because I want to know what you're going to say. It's because it's a conversation, you, you, conversation you've also had with a bunch of other people. Yeah. Uh, in talking about going out to eat so much yeah. and how much money that co- costs you to do that, yeah. as, as referring to money... And you, like, what is your relationship with money? What's that relationship like? Uh, me and money. 
Jeez. I see, I see. <laughs> it is really deep. The way I see money, and I don't think anybody else sees the money the way I see money. Because to be honest, I see money as an opportunity to get things you need to get done. So, like, hmm. for me, money isn't, like, the goal. Money is what I have to use to get to the goal. So, yeah. if I wanted something to eat, it's, like, in my head, I think, okay, that's two hours worth of work to go to McDonald's or to go out to uh, Red Robin or whatever else. Or if I want an action figure or a video game or a car or a house, I'm, I think about how many hours I have to work just to obtain what I need to attain. I don't really care about money. Like, if one of my friends was like, hey, bro, I need $20 to go watch a movie. I'm like, all right, cool, here's $20. Like, everybody's different when it comes to money because most people, they use money as, like, a tool for them to work. Or some people, they, they, they feel like money's everything, so they keep it with them and they don't like to share. But for me, mm-hmm. I yeah. feel like money is just... It is just a tool to me. It literally is just what I need to do so I can get where I need to go. Like, it is the in-between guy. He's not my favorite guy, but he's the guy I need to see so I can go see my favorite guy. Mm-hmm. Going off of that, I think, like, you mentioned that money to you is like it's like a it's like a, an end to the me, end to the mean yeah it's like it's a way it's a way to for you to accomplish it's what it's essentially you said it but also we're like i don't see it this way but like in retrospect you kind of do see money as a tool yeah as to be able to accomplish a goal right and like and i also know that our perspective of what goals are are different yeah um so like because like without going too far in the media this is about you like I, I would just say, like, my, like, whenever you say, like, money to go buy food at McDonald's, I'm like, that's a pretty small, dinky goal. But, like, it's, uh, t- that's my, opi- that's me, that's my opinion. No, but, I, like, I get it. It's small, it's an easy goal. Right. Yeah. And, like, what about big goals? Like, what about big goals that cost, it costs, like, big money? Do you have, do you have, like, a way? Let me think about this question. No, without sounding like condescending or anything like the like whenever you, if you have a big goal that costs big money like your what's my goal to achieve to have big money to uh like yeah if, if you had if you ever yeah if you had a goal that cost a lot okay like how oh. would, like what would you do how would you have what would you have to do to be, to be able to achieve that goal i feel like to achieve the goals that you need to do in life they always cost big money which is unfortunate for instance, like going back to school. From your perspective, yeah. It, yeah, which is like for going back to school, it's like um, school. School itself is expensive. For me to get my pastoral degree, it's probably going to cost me six grand each semester. So, um, that's that's either six thousand dollars, and I'm able to finish, or may even be up to twelve thousand dollars. Um, but either way. Money is something that you have to have in life, right? To achieve your goals. Like, when you're going to marry your wife, you're going to have to buy her things or your car. So, like, the way I see it is, like, okay, if I need $20,000 by the end of the year, what I would do was I would I would work really hard so I can achieve that, whether that's a second job or that would be, like, okay, I'm going to just leave the current job I'm at to 
achieve a higher paying job so I can, you know, meet my goal. I think setting a goal, but you got to set a timeline for the goal. Yeah. So like the money, when it, especially when it's big money, if we're talking little money, you're always able to go to the movies or buy some shoes or jacket or whatever. But to achieve a big goal, you have to set a timeline. Yeah, I think, that, and this is something I, like. This is something like we. I think we, uh, UK, if we like beeline for a second, yeah, or sideline or whatever you want to call it, the um, essence of a like a big goal. All it, like that. All it really is, is. All it really is is a bunch of smaller goals that you have to reach, and like and like you break it. You break that down into small smaller pieces that seem more achievable. And like you said, you put a timeline to it, so it's actually. Um, so you actually have some way to quantify it if it's not a like something that it has a number attached to it already, and you're like I'm going to achieve this goal by this date, and so that means and then these are the things I need to do in order to accomplish this goal, and then to accomplish and then in order to get those things done to accomplish the goal, you need to prioritize those things in a correct order so that so that so that you so that you know that the things that you are going to get the things that you need to get done first are the things that are blocking other things from getting done. Oh, great. And, like, the... And, like, I, I'm bringing all this up because this is, like, one of my passions and, like, not and not to take the attention away from Sean um, because I want to... My goal is to be a life coach for people, uh, helping people develop or have to develop their goals and develop goals and achieve, achieve these dr- big dreams that they have and giving them the, the tools to be able to do that and the mindset to be able to do that. Um, so, yeah, I just want to make sure I talk on that. Uh, um, but yeah, I wanted to uh, let's see what else we got. Um, hmm. I don't want to do this whole one about grilling you on like money stuff. Yeah. Um, that was actually my my last question, but I want to make sure we we have a little bit more. We have a, a, a bit more time to a bit more time to go. So. Why don't we go into why don't why don't you talk a little bit more talk a little bit more about one about your main goal about like what brought you to believe that it's your calling to be a pastor. Okay. Oh, that's a that's an easy one. Um, Give some backstory to that. Okay, so at the age of five, I was preaching the gospel. I have visions of heaven and um, disciples and Jesus and all of it. And from that very age of five, I was just preaching the gospel. It was so uh, on me. Like, it was just in me. Like, like God had placed this upon me that everywhere I would go, I would just preach the gospel. Um, And people who didn't even know me would be like, oh... Um, God told me that you're going to be a pastor. And, like, plenty of people said it so many times that, like, it was spoken over me, even by prophets who would just come into town to prophesy that I, w- I would be a pastor. So, like, it was just on me my entire life. So I just accepted the calling, and I knew it was on me. So I would do reckless stuff of, like, well, God said I'm going to be a pastor. So I jumped off a cliff being drunk. Literally into oh, the river, going there. in the in Go the there. river. Yeah, yeah. Like I could have died. Yeah, drunk, drunk off a cliff into a river. Jeez. And literally should die because I can't swim. 
but I knew I can't die because God has a calling on my life. So I would use that to the wrong ways all the times and go, thank God for his grace. So not recommended. Yeah, not recommended. <laughs> I honestly, um, yeah, I don't, I would recommend people not to do that, but I honestly knew. Yeah, don't test God. Yeah, don't test God. But I knew, it was like me standing on God's word and I knew that. I was standing on God's word for the wrong way, but I was still standing on his promises that I would be a pastor, so I would just do reckless stuff. Oh, man, I've done so many reckless things because I knew that God had put this calling on my life. And it, if God is a man, he won't lie. Like, you know what I mean? Like, God's, the Bible says that, like, God is, like, um, he will never go back on his word. And um, so, like, I was like, all right, I will do whatever because God can't have me die until I become a pastor because he said I'd be a pastor. So I would be reckless. Um, and it did really god made sure his grace and his mercy was on me still i even though you don't deserve it his calling is his calling and if you pick up the mantle and just do what god asks your life will change forever and i knew that so yeah man yeah so multiple churches multiple denominations pastors priests bishops all have called me pastor before i even know what it was so this was like this wasn't just like one person just saying oh Sean you'll be a pastor and I'm like oh, okay I'll be a pastor no this was like everybody and different people who I've never even met or known coming up to me and were like hey God has a word for you that you were going to be a pastor that you're going to preach the gospel that you're going to do this and I was like okay I believed it and I was just like whatever happens in life I even ran from God in college and all and he still has me brought me back I feel like that was a lot. No, no, man, that was good. That was good. I think, like, this is, like, this is the point of this episode, is to get to know you a little bit more. Like, I didn't expect you to go talk about you jumping off a cliff drunk, but, yeah. like, you did, and I think that, and, like, that's, like, that's real. Yeah. You know, that's something that's, that, like, not so, like, that's, people, people do, people do things sometimes under false pretenses. Yeah. And, like, it's, like... It, it, it's interesting to it, it's interesting to hear because I, I I've heard it before but it's been a while since you since you've talked about that yeah um it's like like I don't know that ta- that that takes me like you like don't test God that takes me um to the uh Jesus forty days in desert talking to Satan being like yeah uh, being like and she was telling him to jump off jump off the cliff yeah and telling him to jump. <laughs> He said, jump, jump off the cliff. He said, the angel will save you. He said, foot don't dash against the stone. He said, don't, don't test the Lord your God. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> and he's like, uh, and like, uh, like that could have like easily backfired on you. Mm-hmm. But like, God has a plan. God has a plan. And like, for some reason, for some reason, like, like if I feel, I, I mean, personally, I believe you do something dumb. If people do something dumb enough, they can take themselves out. Yeah. But yeah. like, the, uh, and, but God, and like God will use that too. Yeah. God, whatever way He needs to. And like, He's like, I had this calling in your life, but you squandered it. So I'm gonna go. To, I, so like, we're gonna do this instead. Right. And uh, but the, uh, but I, I I think it's like, oh, this is good. Inspiring to know that you came back to God after leaving Him, and like, uh, talk a little bit about what you brought, what brought you back. Oh, okay. Uh, that'd be easy. Um. 
Let's see. At 19, from... So from 0 to 19, I lived a really good godly life. I walked really close with God. I had a really... Uh, a heart for God. The heart for learning God, for being in the Word, for worshiping, for all that. From 0 to 19, I was on the right track. The age of 19, going to the first week of college, um, the girls, the drinking, the partying, the fun, I, I started to be like, okay, well, God loves me, but I can do this. I can sleep with these girls, I can drink, I can party, God will forgive me, blah, blah, blah. So I started living that way, and I ended up, before I know it, literally being the guy where you go to church on Sunday, but you party all the weekend, and then you repent on Sunday. And then that was me for 10 years. Literally would not be out of the same shape. I was always in the same shape, which is drink, party, church on Sunday. Drink, party, church on Sunday. So I was living a mediocre, I would say, um, Christian walk. And, and it's, it happens to a lot of Christians where they just are like, well, going to church on Sunday is good enough, right? So, like, you become the church goer, and you don't, like, I wasn't doing anything for my community as much as more than just, like, whatever was required of me. If somebody asked me, they'd be like, hey, could you take chairs or something like that? Sure, I would do stuff like that. But it was never, like, serving the house of God. It was never doing what God called me to do. It was just more of me literally drink, party, and repeat and then like my my uh my godfather who's a pastor he literally um he took me under his wing and i would still even still then i would still drink party and what do you call it because i wouldn't change but three years ago around three years ago now um i came to amplify church and when i came to amplify church i was broken i had um just recently slept with um a woman and then my little cousins like walked in and it like scarred them. So my cousin didn't want to talk to me for a while because she was like, how could you have a, invite a woman over while you have your little cousins while you're babysitting? And I was like, oh, I know. I felt really bad. So like they needed help for them to like move. So I was like, okay, I'll help you guys move. So I helped them move. And when I did so, um, she was like, Sean, God has this place for you. And she's like, I got to take you there. So, and you're going to love it. I was like, okay. Because they knew I, I honestly do love God. So even in my backsliding state, I was still loving God. But I was just having one my foot in the world and one foot in Jesus. And they took me to Amplify. And from there, the Holy Spirit came upon me. And then my life changed. And literally, I got my car, license, apartment, everything just changed. And as I got closer to God, like, everything that was ungodly about me started to fade away. There's still some parts that has to die daily because you pick up your cross, right? Every day. But I've been completely a different person ever since the encounter I had with the Holy Spirit at Amplify. It was like a restoring from being back to zero to 19, but on another level. A higher level. Mm -hmm. That's good, man. Now that we've gone backwards to, to, to the current time, um, 
going into the future, I'm going to ask a question that everybody hates to be asked. Where do, where do you see yourself in five years? Uh, five years from now, I'll be a pastor at, uh, I hope, Amplify Greensburg. <laughs> That's the goal, guys. Um, but if Amplify doesn't take me wherever God lays me, or I might still be serving under, um, but like that's my goal. Like that's but like it just has to be with God, what God says. Because what if God doesn't make me pastor in five years? He makes me ten. Or what if He doesn't make me a pastor at Amplify Church and He puts me somewhere else? Or what? There's so many different things where God can do. But what I want, what I honestly want, is to be like pastor of Amplified Church in Greensburg or Amplified Church in California starting that. <laughs> like I just want I just want to be um be able to be used by God in the way he called me to do so but also to just like be able to lead as many people as possible to Jesus Christ. Man, that's good. I think it's uh we have about 5 minutes left. I think it's a good time. Uh, like, do you, do you feel satisfied, satisfied with um what questions? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Thought it was I good. think it's time to. And I feel like we, uh, I feel like time to like kind of wrap it up. I was going through the the fun questions I have here, and I feel like we could have a full just like fun episode off of this. It would be about absolutely nothing, but it would be great. <laughs> so I it's like a paragraph of a question. But I'm gonna ask I'm you. I'm excited. Okay. <laughs> You're gonna laugh. Um. Is there anything that would make you switch to Android? Wait. Initially, I know the answer is no. However, what if Apple did something to the iPhone that made it really bad? What would that be for you? Or Android gained a feature that was really great. What would that be? Oh, okay. So it's um, like a, kind of a three-parter. But I would, there is... I don't hate Android that much where I would not switch to it. But it would have to be, like, something so awesome and, like, something that, like, for instance, like, if you had, like, some type of 3D thing that comes out of the phone or something like that, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, forget Apple at this point. But, like, if, if Apple beats you to it, I'm just going to stick with Apple. I love my Apple products. But it would have to take something to that level for me to switch to Android. So it would have to be, so it would have to be something... Super technological. What if they, what if, I mean, a- Apple products are so, like, uh... Overpriced, yeah. That like that like like the prices are going to keep going up and up. Yeah. Like I was like, so but like price isn't a factor at all. No, price isn't a factor because if you like something, like I didn't really get my I like in life. I feel like price is only a factor which you can afford, right? So like if it's something ridiculously for like Apple twenty iPhone thirty six or something, right? Like. There would be like no way I can afford it if it's too too expensive anyway. But if I can afford it, I'm gonna get whatever is the best they have. But then you can't. Uh, I mean, you technically can't afford it. I can't afford anything. <laughs> I still be getting them. You know what I mean? I got an Apple 14 right now in my pocket. I can't afford this. I need to take it back. <laughs> I'm probably gonna afford an Apple One, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> at least you. At least you're some. You're self aware. <laughs> <laughs> No, I can't afford it. I'm gonna be working two jobs at the current moment. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get. We, 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 I want to get get you on like the Dave Ramsey show and have him yell at you. <laughs> <laughs> finances, finances. He'd be like, "Sure, back a lunch." He would do what everybody else who's good in finances tell me: "Don't go out to eat for another year." <laughs> Pretty much. That's exactly. Yeah. How much debt are you in? If they, you know, like, if they, like your car, your car. Uh, 
the price of your car should not be double. It should not be close to your pound no, of rent or something, right? No, no, no. Uh, it shouldn't be uh, half your more, more than half of your uh, of your annual income. Right. So if you make fifty thousand a year, your car doesn't cost any more than twenty five thousand. Well, I mean that's good for me because I make fifty thousand a year, so my car is only twenty thousand tops. Like, so, like when you I bought mean, it. Yeah, no, I mean. Currently, still, like the value of my not car. the value, like what you bought for it, like, what yeah. you paid for it. I paid seventeen for it. Oh, okay. Well, then you're not. You're, you get what I mean, like yeah. logically. Well, well, you say you say fifty thousand, but that's not really. It's you, not really, because but that's overnight. what it was on paper, though. Paper, that's what they look at. They're gonna look and say, "How much did you make?" When you look at your thing, it'll say fifty thousand dollars. Like on the, do I really have fifty thousand dollars? No, but on paper it says I make fifty thousand dollars a year. It's a scam. <laughs> Minus twenty percent. I think. I think. I think they're probably talking. Uh, what actually goes into your paycheck? Right. What actually, no, what actually goes into your paycheck. It's probably what he's talking about. Yeah. Uh, knowing Dave Ramsey as much. Um, I think it it would work. Like I got gypped on my car because of the car payment itself. I'm gonna end up paying thirty thousand when the car is only worth seventeen. Yeah. Or fifteen because they doubled it. But if they would have kept. It, how they said they were in the office before they signed the papers and yelled at me and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it would be two hundred dollar car payment instead of five hundred or four hundred and thirty. So yeah, they get you with the interest rate. Yeah, and that's, that, what they got that's the same thing with everything else. Like that's what and that's why he's like you buy it. And that's why it's like you pay you get those payments. You get and then there's way to get there are ways to get lower payments. I don't know what they are. I personally don't know what those ways are. I just know they exist because I've never had a car payment. Yeah, not the, you, not have to refin- my you have to I just refinance the loan, so you have to like go through a different company who yeah. will give you a lower car payment. But it's quite catchy. You gotta yeah, yeah. You don't want to re- uh, refinancing is a sketchy business. Yeah, at best. Um, but all right, I think like yeah, that was kind of like a rough transition to like this section. Should we go any more fun questions though? I you mean, more? we've this is about we've. Uh, Thirty minutes. We we've been talking about thirty minutes. I think that's a good time. Okay. Unless you unless you have any, you you have like anything you want to do. You want to wrap it up. Oh no! I was thinking we could like speedball questions. Like we don't have any questions. Speedball. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Stay tuned to the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah, it was it was great. So yeah, uh, if you haven't already, well, first, thank you for listening to Holy Through the episode. Yeah, we love you, you guys. If you haven't uh, give us a review yet on whatever platform you're on, give, give us, us five re- stars. Give us a review. Yeah, <laughs> give us a review. Uh, if you're on Spotify, let us know what you thought of the episode. If you know us in person, let us know what you think of the podcast. Uh, we honestly really appreciate it whenever people walk up to us and say that they're listening or text us and tell us that they really like the episode or take screenshots and send to us to tell show us that yeah we're li- like the seat show us that they're actually listening to it. Uh, we see all the analytics and between the first uh, our first two episodes because we record way in advance. All right, right now these two episodes are out and between the two first two episodes we have ninety seven downloads, Ooh. which is. Throughout all the platforms, which is pretty amazing, uh, majority of the people using iPhones on Spotify. Let's go. Because that's just like the demographic that we're in. But you know, <laughs> but like the uh, we'll get you an iPhone soon. I won't get an iPhone. But the uh, they're they're kind of boring. But the uh, <laughs> uh, but the uh, but no, guys. Honestly, we really appreciate it. So yeah, if you haven't already, again, uh, yeah, no, share, also, you can share it on your social media. Let other people know if you really like this episode. It would really be awesome 
if you share this if you share this episode out uh, to your friends. Maybe by the time, to- and also I'm just gonna throw this out there. Maybe by the time that we have this episode out, maybe we'll have um, a funding link. Oh, um, nice. Where we can uh, put get money towards uh, better equipment, maybe a camera, something that buy Thomas a coffee, or we, well, we don't know what we're gonna have yet because it could be buy me a coffee, it could be like any of that, but all the money should be going. Uh, I'll manage it. <laughs> I'll Perfect. manage the money, but it will all go. Like, it would all go towards the podcast itself. True studio funds. Yeah, right. And so like we can so be that as we move on with this, we can give better quality content and maybe even one day be awesome be able to pay somebody to produce it uh, oh, to, be to be able to, to be do all the editing stuff like that because uh, so excuse me, maybe my own um, medical my medical capacity uh, maybe that uh, who knows how long that's going to be going for um, that's an episode for another day though so about my all medical uh, medical living th- uh, the medical trial that I've been living through but yeah that living through trials that's going to be a future episode so stay tuned for that it's going to be really good but alright guys we will talk to you next time. Have a great day, uh, evening, night, whatever. whenever you're listening to this. We will see you next time.